Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of the Yoga Hacks podcast. We are taking yoga off the mat and into our daily lives in this show, and this could not be more true for today's episode, where I have with me Jasmina Aganovic. She has a degree in chemical and biological engineering from MIT, so really exciting, and she has an extensive experience developing natural skincare products, which I know is something you guys have asked me to really dive in more about. So I'm so excited to have a super duper expert in this topic with us today. So tell everyone a little bit more about you and how your company Mother Dirt, which are biome friendly products to help us rebalance our skin and our scalp. We're going to talk a lot more about that um, as we go on. But tell me how this all came to be. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, I can start with uh, with my background. So went to MIT, uh, studied chemical and biological engineering, and uh, since I was young, always had a serious interest in consumer products. Uh, I, I was really interested and fascinated in skincare uh, and the ingredients that I was putting on my skin, and that I think really is what led me to this interest in chemistry and probably greatly in- influenced my decision to major in in what I ultimately majored in. Um, but I kind of fused those two passions together after I finished school and ended up working for a few natural products uh, companies, uh, both in skin and hair care, uh, where I was doing both R&D as well as marketing and sales-related roles. Uh, and, you know, up until today, um, you know, I, I think that my, my role at Mother Dirt and ultimately what I'm doing with AOBiome is kind of the, the, the perfect fusing of both of those backgrounds. The innovation specifically is, I, I think, the discovery of uh, what is being called the new organ system uh, in the last five or so years, this idea of a microbiome, which uh, many of us have already heard this word, uh, but it's it's been uh, mentioned specifically in reference to the gut. So people are familiar with the microbiome in the gut, this idea that there is a bacterial ecosystem inside of us that uh, actually needs to be balanced and thriving in order for us to be healthy. Uh, and what we've seen as a result of that is, uh, you know, tremendous growth in the acceptance of probiotics and certain foods specifically for their bacteria content. Uh, but what we're doing at, at AOBiome and of course Mother Dirt is focusing on a different microbiome, uh, the microbiome that exists on our skin. Um, and uh, what we're learning about the human body is that it is uh, comprised of multiple microbiomes, um, many bacteria and different living microorganisms that live in, on, and around us that have a, a dramatic impact uh, on our health and, uh, and our well-being. So that's really uh, the space that we're in. So this is so interesting, and I want to talk a lot more about this idea of good bacteria, right, and good bacteria yeah. living on our skin. But before we do that, I think because you just have this incredible background and something that I know myself and so many listeners, people, you know, into yoga are so curious about, um, you know, you talked about previously working at natural skincare companies or natural hair care companies. Um, and I'm just curious because you probably know the industry standards, like what's the definition? Like when a company, because I think we see so many products advertised to us as yogis, right? That like yeah. this product is all natural or this, um, this facial cleanser is all natural. Like, and I know you guys are taking this a step further because it's not just about it being natural. It's about actually protecting the, the, the good bacteria in our, in our skin biome and all this cool stuff. But just yeah. before we go there, like what advice do you have for people when we're looking at, at products? 
products and of course, you know, yeah. your guys' products are awesome. But, you know, just like as a gen, like what would you tell your friends, you know, like having the background that you do, like when, when we look at the back of bottles or something says it's all natural, sure. like what does that really even mean and, and what should we be looking out for? Yeah. So in, in short, um, and I'll say that I'm an eternal optimist and I'm going to sound like a pessimist, but just hear me out. Um, in short, uh, all natural does not mean anything. Um, and, uh, it's not regulated. Um, organic isn't even really regulated, uh, when it comes to skincare. And I'm sure that, especially for your listeners, it won't really come as a surprise to learn that the cosmetics industry is, um, not as strictly regulated in the United States as it is in other places like Europe and Asia, uh, for example. So, you know, un unfortunately, I think um, the use of words like natural um, and organic have been used occasionally in misleading ways. Um, and that's not to say that there aren't good players out there. There absolutely, absolutely are. Um, but, you know, all natural um, uh, put on a label doesn't necessarily always mean what it what it does at face value. Um, all of that being said, um, I do want to add the caveat that all natural doesn't necessarily mean better. And this actually relates directly into what uh, AOBiome is doing. You know, there isn't um, a specific like unicorn list of, you know, clear things to look for and, and, and not to look for. I think that the basic information that's out there about harsh chemicals and harsh preservatives and certain guides and resources that are out there and companies that are trying to do better. I think that those are all fantastic things to, to follow um, and, and to look for. Um, and I guess at the end of the day, just having a label that says all natural, be careful on that. I think um, people have gotten slaps on, on the wrist um, with making claims like that because um, uh, it's it's a fuzzy claim and it can be very misleading for people. Yeah, and that, that leads into another question that I really wanted to ask you because, and I think this is a good segue into what you're doing, is things can be all natural. For example, I've read or considered trying, you know, using like tea tree oil on my face or, or like things that are supposedly all natural. But at the same time, those things could be very astringent and powerful and maybe damaging the, totally. the biome of my face, even though it's all natural, you know, it doesn't mean totally. that it's um, taking into account what you guys are doing with like the, the good bacteria um, and all of that. So maybe you can talk a little bit about um, sure. the, 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 like the bacteria on our face, basically. <laughs> sure, sure. And I'll expound on, on what you were just saying about tea tree oil. You know, exactly. Just because something is all natural doesn't mean uh, that it's better. Um, it, it means everything in moderation at the end of the day. And I think that yoga in particular is, is about that, right? Um, I think that that's a really important lesson to apply to skincare because, uh, you, you know, to take an extreme example, arsenic is all natural, but obviously is not good for you. Uh, you use the example of, of tea tree oil could cause some irritation or contact dermatitis. So everything has a threshold. Everything, including water, has a threshold. And so it's really understanding what those thresholds are that makes this, you know, kind of a complicated question to be able to answer right now and why so many people are trying to answer it. So the, the, the interesting piece that's coming into play right now is this idea of, of the microbiome, this ecosystem that exists on our skin. And so tying all of these pieces together of what we were just talking about with natural products and the growth and the demand for this industry, but also the innate belief in personal care uh, that bacteria is bad, 
um, is is this kind of confluence that is uh, resulting in a big adjustment, I think, for people. So uh, starting with the gut, we uh, have become familiar and comfortable with the idea that we need bacteria internally to be healthy. But if we look at our relationship with bacteria on the skin, we're not quite there yet. Um, and I'm not just talking about uh, antibacterial products, uh, which I wouldn't be surprised if many of your users are kind of shaking their, or followers are shaking their heads and saying like, oh, you know, I don't use that stuff anyway, or I never thought that that was good for you. Um, and that's a great first step uh, forward. But uh, the degree to which bacteria has been believed to be bad in the skin actually goes so many level, levels deep that we're not even aware about it. So the no, entire, I know. I mean, when you think about yeah. someone with acne, you think like they're constantly washing their face, right? Because right. they feel like something's wrong. And in the meantime, that's like probably destroying their biome, right? It's so right. sad. So just to kind right. of frame it as a picture for people, that's what we're talking exactly. about here. Exactly. So. Exactly. And so we'll get to acne in a little bit, like a new way to view acne. But um, you know, the personal care industry has been built around the idea that bacteria is bad. And the personal care industry started growing in the 1900s. And prior to that, we had already associated bacteria with disease. So everything from manufacturing to raw materials to QA and QC is built around this idea that bacteria is bad. So what that means is that raw materials, when they're produced, some of them are produced with preservatives in them so that nothing can grow in them. When um, preservatives and, and uh, the technology behind preservatives are getting better and better, meaning that uh, you know, our formulations are made in such a way that nothing can grow in them. And when you think about slathering and lathering the stuff on our, on our skin constantly, no matter how natural it is, having some of these preservatives in there is going to have a disbalancing effect on your skin microbiome. And so when we look at the growth of the natural products industry, which is certainly here to stay, but the fact that our problems are not slowing down it makes us think that there's a piece of the puzzle that we haven't yet uncovered or a piece of the puzzle that we've missed. So to now tie it into acne, which you were just bringing up, what, what science and academia is starting to point to is not bacteria as culprit, like in the case of acne, but it's bacteria as an imbalance that results in these problems. So P. acne as a bacteria is present on pretty much everyone's skin, but someone has acne that is visible and someone has, you know, pristine, perfect, beautiful skin. Why is that? And the idea is that in one of these people's microbiome, the people who, who are exhibiting symptoms and people who are exhibiting cystic acne have an imbalance. So the P. acne has been given the opportunity to flourish. So when we, when we look at something like acne, um, where bacteria uh, is not a culprit, but it's an imbalance that really is causing the issues, uh, it has some potentially radical implications for uh, you know, what our current approaches have been, which have been largely antibacterial based. Um, but it gives us an entirely new lens with which we can view skincare and personal care for acne and potentially for many other uh, skin diseases and conditions. Well, I absolutely love this. And what's so fascinating to me, Jasmine, I think you'll, you'll love this too, is I had an Ayurvedic expert on the show about uh, a week ago and everything in Ayurveda is that all disease stems from imbalance, mm. right? Like that's yep. what it's all about. So it's yep. literally what you're saying is the exact same thing that he was kind of preaching to us last week. And it just makes so much sense. I mean, it's just kind of common sense at the end of the day when you think yes. about it. So tell me now more, I want all the details on your product. So 
it's taking sure. into account this idea that, you know, acne or, or you know, skin disease is, is an imbalance. So when you guys are now working to, you know, optimize or bring the skin back into balance, what ingredients are you using? Do you have, do you know, suggest different ingredients based on people's type of skin? Because I think that's something we also see a lot as consumers, right? It's like, oh, you should yeah. use this product if you have oily skin and this product if you have this other kind of skin. And, you know, what's your take on that? And, and how do your kind of ingredients and, and your, your product play to that? Yeah. So here's, here's a, a place where I can be super transparent on the evolution of our company. Um, and it's actually a testament to the power of consumers and really the, the state of the consumer mindset and the questions people are asking right now. Uh, believe me when I say that Mother Dirt and the products that we have right now were not part of the original plan. Um, we were founded, AOBiome was founded uh, really as a biotech company to uh, look at this class of bacteria that we work with, which is called ammonia oxidizing bacteria, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, uh, and its potential on wound healing, of all things. Um, and so that was really where our research started. And as we started studying this bacteria and understanding its mechanism, we learned a few really fascinating things. We learned that uh, it was once naturally present on our skin. Um, uh, we learned that it's very sensitive to soaps and surfactants and preservatives. So uh, modern hygiene is basically what wiped it out from modern human skin. Um, and we learned that it has a dramatic impact on the whole ecosystem of the skin. So by putting this bacteria on the skin, we actually see shifts in all of the other different types of microorganisms that are in there. And so we started asking ourselves some questions. We started wondering what would happen if we restored it to the skin. Would people notice a difference in their skin? What would, what would happen if we did that? So that's really where we did one of our studies that was written about in the New York Times. Uh, it was written by Julia Scott, and it was called My No Soap no shampoo, bacteria-rich hygiene experiment. Uh, and uh, she wrote about her personal experience being uh, one of the patients in our studies. Uh, she basically gave up all of her personal care products, took water-only showers, and then doused herself in this bacteria twice a day. So kind of a crazy concept. Uh, but, you know, her experiment starts off in a way that everyone can relate to. It's like, no, bacteria is gross. It's yucky. I've been trained my whole life to scrub it off of me. And where her outcome ends is in a very unexpected place. It's where she had become attached to them. She had started experiencing benefits with them. She noticed a difference in her skin. She noticed a difference in her body odor. Um, she noticed that she didn't need uh, those other products that she had become kind of accustomed to needing. Um, and it ends in like this kind of attached mode where she had definitely anthropomorphized the bacteria. She started calling them little guys and things along those lines. And that unexpected shift in the relationship with bacteria uh, was, was really poignant and I think resulted in the virality of that article and, and generated a ton of inbound interest into our research and our work and the product. So this is ultimately why I was brought on board um, to build a, a brand and a consumer business around this product and more importantly to generate a conversation and a dialogue just like you and I, uh, Brett, are having right now around this idea of 
rethinking clean and, and shifting this relationship because its implications for our health are potentially really profound. So um, the, the product started with exactly what Julia was using uh, in the article, uh, this live bacterial spray. Uh, it's the AO Plus Mist, uh, which is now available through Mother Dirt. Uh, you spray it on after your, uh, after your showers uh, or before working out. Uh, the bacteria comes from nature, uh, so it's found everywhere in uh, in the environment. It's found in dirt, uh, hence where the name comes from, and also in water systems. Uh, and it plays a really crucial role uh, in nature. And if you think about how we once lived as human beings, we were way more immersed in our environments. But over the last 50 to 60 years, uh, we spend more and more of our time indoors and less of our time outdoors. And we've also introduced all of these exogenous products, so that's really where we uh, where we lost this microorganism from. Amazing. So I'm using all your products, obviously. Um, and so I love the, the mist. And I think for me, I always used to put a toner on my face after I got out of the shower. So it was a very natural habit to start using the mist. Uh, that was, it sort of became my new toner, right? Yeah. And then I know you have um, a shampoo and a facial cleanser. So when I use the shampoo and I use the facial cleanser, is that just that same... Um, bacteria in both of those, or are those formulas different? And is there actually any cleaning going on in any of your products, like cleaning in the traditional sense, or is yeah. it really just putting this like kind of magic bacteria back into our system? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great question. So the cleanser and the shampoo are different from the mist. Um, so when uh, when we think about creating and maintaining a healthy skin microbiome. Think of it as a two-part process. Part of it is returning the good bacteria back on the skin. And the second part is cleaning in a way that doesn't harm the good bacteria from the skin. So we're really trying to mimic what was happening when we were fully immersed in nature. Think about it. We were constantly interacting with our environment. We were swimming in lakes, rivers, and streams. So we were constantly adding bacteria to our skin. And it would naturally kind of slough off, but we were replenishing it. Um, and of course, it's our cleaning and our hygiene routines that really uh, removed it. Uh, significantly from uh, from our skin, and so you know, we as a company were fully aware that uh, the modern lifestyle is an incredibly comfortable thing. We have evolved as a human race, and we want to keep going in that direction. So we're not <laughs> trying to get people to stop taking showers or uh, or anything like that. We still want people to enjoy the modern comforts of being able to lather up and feel clean, um, but in a way that uh, is different, in a way that isn't about being sterile, in a way that is actually about cultivating a healthy living balanced ecosystem on the surface of their skin. So uh, the cleanser and the shampoo, there's no bacteria in there, but they have been formulated with a specific assay that we've developed to be biome friendly. So this is kind of the next phase of our company where after people started using the mist and experiencing positive results, they had that same shift Julia had, and they wanted to know what else they could do to uh, uh, make, make it good for, uh, for the good guys that were on their skin. So they started asking us for product recommendations. And simply because all all products that sit on a store shelf have a preservative, uh, we knew that it would not be biome friendly to our AOBs. So we had to start the entire development process from scratch. So we had to kind of turn everything that is known in the cosmetics industry upside down and start from the beginning. We had to source our raw materials in a different way. We had to test our ingredients in a different way. Uh, and we had to put them together in a different way. Um, so uh, that's that's really what, uh, what resulted in the cleanser and shampoo. And hopefully, future products. Yeah, uh, that leads that's right into my different. next yeah. question. So um, what are, I'm just, I'm actually personally curious. I mean, is yeah. there a moisturizer coming or sort of what's on the horizon? If you can give us a sneak peek. 
Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I I definitely can. I think um, you know we as a company always want to maintain the mantra of of less is more. Uh, we've become programmed to feel like we need so many things, and you know we'll never be that company that has like a multitude of of SKUs. But we definitely want to cover the basics, um, and we want to fit into people's routines in a really simple way. Um, so moisturizer is a fantastic place to, to start, um, and that's one of the things that we are working on, and hopefully later this year we will have something to share with everyone on that front. Um, conditioner is something that we're working on as well. Uh, many people, particularly people with really thick, coarse, um, and especially curly hair, really need extra hydration that comes from conditioner. Um, some people have found that our shampoo alone gives them enough conditioning, and they, they have been able to drop their conditioner, but we know that that's not the case for everyone. So for people who need that extra hydration, we want to be able to provide them with it. Um, so hopefully that gives you a little bit of an extra um, snippet into what we're working on. And believe me when I say that each of these uh, uh, is like an entirely new undertaking for us because uh, we can't rely on conventional chemistry uh, to be able to get there because of kind of the unique uh, restrictions that we have with, uh, with what we're doing and the biome-friendly um, approach. Well, this is amazing. So I want to let all our listeners know that you have generously, Mother Dirt, um, given a special coupon code for, for all of our listeners if they want to try out the product. And it gets them 25% off and free shipping on the kit, which has the, the three products that we've covered so far in it. I'm currently using them. So if anyone wants to try that out, the coupon code is BRETT25, 25% off plus free shipping Brett, B-R-E-T-T 25. And you can go to motherdirt.com to, to grab that kit, use the coupon code and just check out and learn a bunch more about these products. And Jasmina, before we let you go, <laughs> I, I want to just ask you, what advice do you have for, for all of us yogis? I mean, beyond obviously, you know, maybe migrating our skincare towards towards either your product or just doing less in general. Because I think like even if someone yeah. maybe couldn't afford your product right now, that's kind of like maybe a, a message that you might have is just like less is more, less is more. You know, you don't need to yeah. be doing all this stuff. Um, but then I'd also love to hear hear just like what what makeup do you use? Like what do you use in your your daily life? Because that's something I also get asked a lot is, you know, like yeah. what makeup is, you know, we want to use makeup. I, you know, I'm on camera all the time. I want to wear yeah. makeup. But I do worry. I'm like, what is this doing to my face? And then when I take all the makeup off at night, you know, is obviously I can mist with the, the mist. But, yeah. you know, just can you give us a little insight into just like any bonus tips you have for us? And I'd love to know more about, you know, like what it is you do because you're the, sure. the MIT scientist in this. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, definitely one of the, the great perks that I experienced personally with the product is that I was able to cut down on my routine significantly. And, and part of that is actually makeup. I feel like I have to wear less. And because my skin looks better and looks healthier, um, I feel like I don't need to use as much. Um, that being said, um, I, I still do uh, use concealer under my eye circles. I genetically inherited those. Uh, thank you very much, genetics. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, you know, just being a busy person, you feel um, uh, you don't want to look tired all the time. So I still do use uh, a, a concealer. Um, and the makeup I do use is like um, um, a mineral powder foundation, which, if anything, would have a very minimal impact, uh, or so we believe. Um, so I, I just apply a, a light amount of that. And then I actually missed over it. Uh, and I feel like that's worked really fantastic. 
uh, fantastically for me. Um, so it's pretty simple. It's still quick and, and fast. Um, and you know, it's, it's, uh, another way to, to show that it's not very black and white, um, that there are like degrees of freedom that you can have with being biome friendly. You don't have to give up, um, you know, products that you're really attached to. You don't have to give up all of the modern wonders. Uh, you can integrate this into your routine in a multitude of different ways. Um, so that's been my personal experience and my personal routine, but you know, what I can also add and to take it kind of a step further, if for whatever reason you feel uncomfortable during your daily routine. So I know people who maybe are struggling with something with their skin or they're very obsessive about using an SPF and they feel like it's not a good use of the mist to use it during the day when they have, you know, their foundation and their SPF and all of this stuff. Um, even though you still can use the mist as a, as a last step, you know, if they don't feel comfortable with that, uh, then the nighttime is a really great time to use the mist. You don't have to worry about what your skin looks like. You're not going to be kind of out and about. You don't have to worry about anything. I mean, you're just going to bed. So washing your face, spritzing with mist and going to sleep is, is a pretty easy and low hanging fruit. And the great thing about this bacteria is that they're actually quite active in the evenings and uh, you actually sweat quite a bit at night. And I know we didn't get into this, but the cool thing, uh, it, gross and cool, uh, if you're a science nerd like I am, uh, but the bacteria uh, feeds off of your sweat. So the more you sweat, the better they do. They convert the sweat into good things for your skin and you sweat at night. So the evening is a great time to use it. And so we have some people that are just using it in the evenings um, and have had really fantastic results. So uh, that's kind of a pointer and a tip uh, for, for people too. Okay, so a mineral-based makeup, you can potentially put the mist on top. And then, you know, of course, we all need to use sunscreen and things like that. And is, is there any favorite sunscreen brand or like, I know there's like the makeup brand Bare Minerals, or is there any favorite brands you want to share? If not, I can just cut this out. But, you know, I, I love to get tips from insiders. Yeah, yeah, sure. So if I use an SPF, um, I, I like to use the SPF by a brand called Beauty Counter. Uh, and then if I if I use a mineral foundation, I use a brand uh, called Jane Iredale. Um, but you know, I encourage people to find what works for them. Um, there are a lot of uh, mineral uh, foundations out there. There are more naturally based sunscreens out there um, that people can use and uh, and find. Um, so that's, well, that's uh, so cool. I'm glad I asked because those are two brands I've never heard of. So ah, I always like to, to discover new things. Jasmina, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with all us yoga folks. I think this is such a cool concept that really changes the paradigm of how we look at skincare. And I think it's just really cool and important to talk about because it's not about just it being all natural. That's not the point. Right. It's about it being, or, you know, like all natural ingredients. It's about us you know, being natural for our bodies, ecosystem. And I mean, it just seems like you guys are thinking about all of this in such a more holistic, um, appropriate way. So that's why I was so excited to get in touch with you. And I'm loving using the products. And everyone listening, remember, you want to check the products out at motherdirt.com. At least give them a look, see what it's all about. And then if you want to buy the kit, use Brett, B-R-E-T-T 25 for 25% off and free shipping. So thanks so much again, Jasmina. And I will talk to you guys all next week. 
Thank you so much for listening and joining me all the way to the very end. Make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. You've downloaded my app full of free yoga classes that also has episodes of this podcast right in the app. Jump over to brettlarkin.com, get my free 18 days of awesome yoga jumpstart if you haven't done that already, and start integrating stretching into your day-to-day routine for real at always be stretching.com. Remember you can tweet to send requests or questions about the show to at Larkin yoga TV. And it would mean so much to me if you shared this podcast with a friend. Since you're here with me till the very, very end, I also wanted to invite you to join my private Facebook group where I talk about hacking yoga and meditation into my daily life and give you ideas on how you can do the same, sharing things that I usually just don't feel comfortable putting on YouTube or my public page. Just go to yogahackscommunity.com, all one word, yogahackscommunity, and click request access to join. Until next time, remember, always be doing yoga, always be stretching.